Welcome, everybody. Today is Friday, September 1st. Happy almost fall. We are here with episode 7 of The Flagrant Fans, brought to you by Tucker Punch Productions and their number two show in the ratings and in your heart, Tuck and Run. Best show for all your NFL needs. You can follow us on Twitter. I'm at Craig Massive Flex. Follow Jay at Point God G O D 34. Kyle at Ba B A underscore Jones 34. Ba Jones. You're an asshole. And you can follow all of us at The Flagrant Fans. Alright, 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 let's get this episode going. So today, what we got on tap for everybody, uh, we're going to once again talk about the Kyrie Irving trade because that dragged out longer than anything should. It was like a divorce proceeding. It was awful. We're going to continue our NBA season preview. Today, we're looking at the Pacific, no, the Southwest Division. That was last week. I wrote down the wrong <laughs> thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, we're going to play another game of yes and no based on the Southwest Division. Again, that is me asking these guys, or these guys asking me questions, yes or no questions, they have to guess a player. We're going to continue our season preview. We'll get to 3 and D, where we are making bold predictions about the Southwest Division, and then de- defending our predictions against uh, you know, the other guys. And then a final edition of I Got Five on it. This is the coach's edition. All right, let's start with the Kyrie trade. Again, let's start with the Kyrie trade. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... This this whole trade was a cock tease. Yeah, yeah, it, it was. was. It was a cock tease. Yeah, I wish I wish we had some some music to go with this uh, Isaiah Thomas thing going on because I feel like oh I I had him back and then all of a sudden he was taken from me again. Mm-hmm. Did you really and think he was staying? No, I didn't think he was staying. Obviously, they had to get rid of him. And we we talked about this as a sidebar like before. Here we are. There we go. There it is, right there. Yeah. So we talked. Yeah, we talked about this as a sidebar before we got on the show here. It was just, it was just really funny how the Cavs were asking for Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, and Danny's like, "Ah, I like where your head's at, but (laughs) let's give you a second rounder in two twenty, like two thousand twenty. That was crazy. Sounds ball right. (laughs) That sounds fair. That's even. Like, that's you basically know, Jason Tatum, you know. Yeah, yeah, you know, same thing. Same yeah, thing. right. You know, you can basically you can basically get two of probably the most exciting prospects in the NBA right now. Not the most exciting, but you know, they're pretty decent prospects. Or you can take maybe a European guy in three years. It really was like a soap opera. Like I don't know if I've ever seen that in the NBA. Like how, like. First of all, if all the doctors for the Celtics sign off and they're okay with it, how can they then have their doctor be like, nah, like his hip's not good? Doesn't that sound extremely biased? Like, can't you just say that about anybody? Like, have your own team doctor do that? Like, who didn't know his hip wasn't good? No, I know, but that's what I'm trying to say, though. Like, I don't, I really don't get it. And then to do all that for a second round pick blows my mind. Like, (laughs) who has the energy to do that shit? Like, is a second round pick that much? That worth it? Like I just don't no. understand it. It might as well really just throw like, cash considerations out there. It's like a soap opera, really. Like I, not, I've never seen a trade held up for that many. It was held up for like a week straight. Uh, I think Dan Gilbert sent like Danny Angel letter in Comic Sans, and he was like, "Hey, his hips hurt. 
<laughs> what can you do for me? Hook it up. Hook a uh, brother up. Danny's like, I told you his hip was hurt. He's such an idiot. It, yeah. I bet you it was all Dan Gilbert. It but, had to have been him. Obviously. Well, uh, there's also reports that like LeBron and Tyron Lue kind of cooled because they realized that Isaiah's not going to be able to start off the season playing right away. The thing is with Isaiah, he could probably play right now. It's just going to be a pain tolerance thing. At some point, he's going to need surgery. Um, it's not going to get any better. Dude, it's not going to get any better, season. especially especially with him. He's a, he's a little dumb. guy. You should have just got there. lateral movement. He's not going to be able. To, he's he's going to at some point need to have surgery. The thing is, pain tolerance for him, and he's probably not going to be around till what August. Uh, All break. break. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's now it's now September first, and he has not started a running regiment yet. That's he's gonna end bad. up. He's gonna end up having to have surgery midseason. He's gonna be done for the year. Even That's with exactly that, what's gonna happen. That's what even, my fingers are crossed for. Even with all that said, there's still reports out there that the Cavs won this trade outright. And I'm of the I'm of the elk where it's like, all right, well, if you get the best player, you win the trade. Kyrie Irving is probably the best player, so we win the trade. I don't even think you can grade this trade. It's a TBD Didn't you say situation. Did the, the, the trade last week? What's up? Didn't you say the Cavs won, or you said you did? That, like the that was before the drama. Yeah, I mean the Cav, the Cav, the, that's the thing. That's the narrative is that the Cavs won the trade, right? And then the thing is like, all right, well, if you get the best player, then the best player, the team that got Brooklyn. the best player, you got. I mean, it. they, I think they even without it. I actually think it worked out both ways. The Brooklyn ways. pick, and I'm I'm blanking right now. The role Brooklyn player. pick, uh, Jay Crowder. Jay Crowder. Anti- yeah, Jay Anti- Crowder. Crowder. You're wearing a Celtics shirt. Jay, I know. Jay, I said I'm blanking. Jay Crowder. Uh, Jay Anti- Crowder Zizic, is, a, yeah. is a solid throw-in. I mean, Zizic is. I still I th- I still think that it's, it's still up in the air on him. Basically, right. like. No, Crowder's a big thing because I think, especially with the Cavs, if you look at them now, their depth is better than it was, and you look at the Celtics now, it's like. All right. Well, they get a they get a great player, and they have Gordon Hayward. They have a great team, but did they address any of the issues that there's, was underlying? There's the definite question marks. So I was listening to um, our competitor Bill Simmons podcast the other day. I mean, there's no contest. We're clearly better. You know, he's yeah, just yeah, more that's popular what I was right say, now. Actually, Obviously. anyway, so uh, he has Kevin Durant on the podcast, and you know, this section was asked Kevin Durant like a question. He did a mailbag, and Durant was. Very complimentary of the moves the Celtics made this year. You know, he he's actually a huge fan of the Iron Beans uh, signings. So. Could have been you, Kevin Durant. Could have been you. Could have been you. I want you to How many come. years did he sign? Did he sign? Oh, Kevin Durant? Oh. He actually just re-upped. Yeah. How like, many years did he sign? I want to say two. Yeah, it was another two years. I still so. hold out. I'm, like, hoping that he comes to the season. Oh. And on top of this, I don't know if you guys were able to catch any of the Kyrie. They actually had Kyrie and Gordon Hayward in the press conference. I seen that today. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if you guys caught any of it, but it was like Kyrie Irving is is like really really happy to be he seems in, in Boston. To like be he's in Boston, so happy. Yeah. Oh, he, it's like amazing. He's taking a selfie video walking down the halls. Like, he was just like. Did you see him in the ant. Celtics uniform? Yeah. yeah. Did you, he went in. He went to like the did front office. He was dunking on like little play school oh, hoops man. and stuff. I've had to do the waistband talk ever since I saw that. And <laughs> I love all the subliminal shots and indirect shots he took at LeBron James. Not even him, Not even him too. Like no, but Gordon like, Hayward oh, too. He's like over here. It's not going to be just about one player because it might, I was always taught that. It should be about a team and, like, you know, we're here for each other and not one player. Any one player can catch. He just kept going on and on. I was Gordon Hayward talked about, like, how back in, like, I think it was 2014 when he was a restricted free agent, he was being recruited by Kyrie to come to Cleveland. And they were talking about it. 
and I didn't even know they had a relationship to, to get you know with each other before then. Um, but he, went, he went to Cleveland, and then he's like, "Oh well, LeBron came back, and that squashed that." And they both had like a huge laugh about it. Yeah, well, you know what though? They were all joking about. I was him a little, today. I was, was a little awesome. worried about losing Isaiah because he was like the ultimate recruitment guy. Like you know, he's a likable little tough bastard. It's nice to hear Kyrie does stuff like that. I'm not aware of that. Yeah, he's a flat earther, and that's kind of scary. But. But on top of that, though, we lose out on Isaiah Thomas, and everyone knows my feelings about Isaiah Thomas. This guy plays with a chip on his shoulder. If you're leaving a place that you thought was home to a division, uh, to, excuse me, to a conference rival, if we meet him in the playoffs, watch out. Marcus Smart's going to be him on down. The, he's going to be on the shelf, I think. He I could be, know, yeah. Could yeah. Be. I think I it, was a, it was a terrible decision not it's getting your, surgery. It's your it typical really Boston infatuation with, with Isaiah, though. He's, we got the better player. I don't care what anybody says. I don't care what the stats say. And, by the way, too, as an aside, I got to say what's, uh, Marcus Smart was actually at Twin River the other day. Oh, yeah? Did you ask him about the trade? Got to, no, 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 no. Did you say hi to him? Did you pitch the show? I always, I always say what's up to people that are around. Did I, you pitch the show? <laughs> no, yeah. I pitched our podcast <laughs> at 20 <laughs> listeners right now. Are listening Did to. you bring him a drink after you stick your uh, penis in it? Did you stir the, yeah, did you stir the drink? Did you I stir saw, it up? I stirred it. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but uh, so a little, he actually is a really nice dude. He's a little piece I of would you. Imagine, and, uh, yeah. I'm surprised. How do you he know he's a nice dude? Do you even talk to him? No, I did. Plus, I talked to people that talked to him. I just, I didn't talk to him, talk to him. But the dealer told me he was a really good dude. But you just and said you did talk to him. I said hi. Is what I said. What he say? Hi. I don't think that ever happened. Amazing. Amazing. Riveting, right? What is that? Our first professional. <laughs> Tell that athlete? story again. That's our first interview with a professional. Tell athlete. that story again, please. Why didn't you like? Video record like an interview with him. Besides the fact that I can't have a phone on the floor, like just start with that, or I don't really care about that. Or awkwardness of this is more important things in life, right? Than your job. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Example one A. We could have had an exclusive interview. Could have been. We could have made the big time. This is all your fault. You don't prepare for the shows. Your computer takes forever to load. I'm so done with this, dude. You're getting a Dell. <laughs> <laughs> Which we are brought to you today by Dell. 30 minutes later than we we're supposed to be. But, dude, you're Dell. My Dell is sick. <laughs> All right, so let's move on to our season preview. Today we're going to be looking at the Southwest Division. So we're looking at Dallas, Memphis, New Orleans. And then we got Houston and San Antonio, kind of the big two in that division. Let's start with the Dallas Mavericks. So big news this week is Nerlens Noel finally signed a contract with them. For $260,000 less than last year's contract was. That was his qualified offer. <laughs> I don't get it. I don't get it. He's kind of an asshole, but you can't. Oh, I don't get it. I'll never understand that. They got a deal on that one. Yeah, yeah I don't. He's not bad at all. Like. Yeah, and they shortchanged Dirk Nowitzki, just to, and they brought him back based on shortchanging Dirk Nowitzki because I think Dirk Nowitzki's a I think he's earning like two million or two to five million a year this year. It's twenty years, right? Dirk's played. Yeah, this is his twentieth season. This will be his twentieth season. Yep. Yeah, insane. He's making five million this year. Yeah, I mean it's That's, it's just to do that to a legend, and then you don't give him any help. It's a disservice to him. The dude's still getting five million though. I mean, him Vince Carter got five million, I think, too, right? Yeah, but he's not Dirk Nowitzki. Dirk Nowitzki, Vince Carter has been a role player for a while now. Dirk Nowitzki has still been a, like a stalwart. He's still been a franchise yeah, corner piece. He had some games last year that were just... Really, did he? Dirk 
Derek is like soul. He's like old thirty nine. Man, I feel like he's still so Dallas. They're moving in the right direction, though. Honestly, I like the way Seth Curry plays. I like that he's not Steph. You know, he's he's kind of a hard nosed defender. He you know he's a little bulldog. I think that's a solid backup shooting guard. You know, he's a little bit older. The biggest news of the offseason with them though is probably the Dennis Smith drafting. I mean, Absolutely. that kid Man, tore it up. Numbers up like that. Sorry to cut you off. He's Craig. talented. 14.6.5 rebounds. When is he still. when is he, he ever dependent on his athleticism? No, never. He's like he's kind of like and he was hurt. Not to like too. compare him to yeah. Larry Bird, but I feel like those do those two dudes are dudes so that don't stuff. rely on athleticism and there's nothing that you could they're sure they're shot so wet that you can't so do anything about style. it you ever see yeah. that you ever and see very that? very fast release too yeah well have you ever seen the exercises that his shooting coach and his german shooting coach used to put him through it's unbelievable he'd be spinning like 25 times and he have to stop on a dime shoot it spin two more times stop on a dime catch shoot like that's crazy insane, crazy soft some ivan drago shit yeah that's what it was <laughs> Except German, I don't know. Nah, it's I, communist either way. The big thing with the Dallas Mavericks is is Dennis Smith and and the hype around him. I I said before the draft, I said after the draft, Dennis Smith is is my guy as a point guard. He's that dude. I, I'm I'm guaranteeing that he's going to be a game changer for the Dallas Mavericks. Agreed. And yeah, people are going to be. Everybody mad. was pretty high on on. Uh, Dennis he went John. nice. And, yeah, I mean, yeah, but people thought that he was the best. Well, he was a PG, right? People thought he was like a top three, like the, out of the class of the draft. The what did he that, finish up with rankings wise? The thing that worried Tatum about him was high, huh? The thing that worried about him is because he he tore his ACL in high school, and then he was in college, uh, in college, and he was playing. That was the year after the ACL tear. Now he's healthy. Have you watched any of his videos at all of him dunking oh or anything my like God. that? Oh yeah. yeah. freak. He's a freak. crazy. Well, you know what? A torn ACL isn't what it used to be. No. It's not a career ending. It's not it's a not debilitating injury. It's not the same injury as like no. 10, 20 years ago. No. Not even close. People come back. People have played in the NBA with no ACL to, in today's day and age. Like, Juwan Blair. Yeah, Juwan Blair had no, no ACL, ACL at all. That's crazy. That would, never, that would never happen before. Actually, I don't no. know if I'd say people. I think that's the only guy I've ever heard of. <laughs> I think there's one other person, but he didn't really do anything. Yeah. No, nah, there's, he, there's mean, others. Well, he was, he was a genetic deficiency when he was yeah. born, when he had it. I'm talking about that people have the whole ACL removed because it's so butchered. Well, think about on this team. Nerlens well had an ACL issue. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure Harrison's, Harrison Bonds did uh, either in high school. I think it was in high school. He had an issue with that, too. I can't believe how much Harrison Bonds So, what do you think they're overall win-loss? Do you think they're in the West? I mean, the West is so stacked, I think. What do you, I'm thinking, like, probably 500, right? Am I all way off base? How many total wins did they have last year? They're going to be below 500. I'll look at that right is, now. Is, there, is 500 is probably like their ceiling then, right? 500 is 500 is a great ceiling. ceiling for them, actually. Uh, they have like 35 wins be, last year. They're definitely going to be a um, lottery team. Yeah. I, I definitely believe so. They're young. They're, they're young and they're old. I mean, they're literally a team of two sides of the spectrum. You know, you got guys like Devin think- Harris, J.J. Barrett. You got Dirk Nowitzki. But then you got younger guys like... You know Harrison Barnes. You got Dennis Smith on the team. You got Nerlens Noel. So, I mean, there's no there's no middle talent there. Yeah, no, I feel you on that. But do you think that they they made a mistake by not trading Dirk and trying to like cash in while like for for instance like the Celtics? You know they traded Pierce. 
Garnett, like, nah, did they make a mistake by not doing that? No, nah, Dirk was way more, he's more viable than those guys were at their point in their careers. Yeah, Dirk, Dirk is what he is, and his weaknesses are still, have always been his weaknesses. He's never been a plus defender. He's never been, you know, a guy that can switch on the pick and rolls. They've always had to cover the same things. Right. Now he might have lost a step or two, but you're still building the team the same way. And offensively, he's still the same threat. Maybe at about 10 minutes less per night, but he's still a threat. Yeah. The guy can still shoot the lights out. He can still post people up. He's he has the most beautiful turnaround I've ever seen. He's still last yeah, his year. His post game is still, insane. Uh, 38% from the three. Still. No, he's, yeah, he's. And he still has that shot, that one-legged fadeaway in the post. It's it's unguardable. Oh, uh, it pissed me off last year when people tried to be like, oh, Kelly Olenek, he's like Dirk Jr. I'm like, no. Uh, just that's no. such like sacrilegious like comment. I'm like, I feel like it's one of those things where it's like if you're tall and you can shoot threes and you're white, you're a Dirk, no, Dirk and Whiskey. Just like when Dirk came in, they're like, oh, he's Larry Bird. Like, nah. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Nazi? Hick. Nazi Hick. <laughs> Big difference. They Huge do difference. have, like, the, he's not Larry Bird, but they. I can see, like, they have, like. It's very, there's a lot of similarities. The similarities, definitely. Yeah. All right, so last year they were a 33-1 team. I, 508 game improvement. That's not happening. No, nah, yeah. There's that's no not, chance in hell that's happening. That's for sure they like, absolute ceiling. Yeah. I, I say, like, 35 if that. So they're going back to the lottery. Oh, absolutely. Going back to the lottery. Speaking of the lottery, let's talk about the Memphis Grizzlies. They barely made it in the playoffs last year. The 43-win team. That team got shook up this past offseason. So they lose Randolph. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they weren't going to pay him what Sacramento ended up paying him. They lose veteran presence in Vince Carter. They... I don't know. They still have Marcus All. He's had injury concerns the past few years. Mike Conley, same thing. Chandler Parsons, same thing. I mean, I feel like if they needed 43 wins to make the playoffs last year, I feel like it's possible, but I don't see it happening. Injury concerns is huge for them. Yeah, Yeah, especially with losing Randolph and Vince Carter, too, because Vince Carter is like a solid role player, too. And they're like one injury away from being in the basement. I think they're probably going to take a step back. Did you I say think, Tony Allen bit. too, because they lost oh, on yeah, him Tony too. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They they lost out on. I don't know if I. I believe I said it in an earlier uh, podcast. They lost out on Grindhouse. Grindhouse is no longer. So I mean, with this with this team, Chandler Parsons itself, like I don't understand what he does. Like at all <laughs> on the court, I don't understand the the allure with him. He makes twenty three million dollars. He makes twenty three million dollars a year. Just million? bangs freaking Instagram models. That's what he does. Twenty three to you know sliding in them DMs real quick. Exactly, but Damn. like he, they got Tyreek Hill to try to su- supplant uh, on the shooting guard position. Um, he's a little bit odd because I feel like he needs the ball in his hand, and Mike Conley is best with the ball in his hand to distribute to everybody else. Mike Conley is, is, is an underrated guy, even though he's one of the highest-paid point guards in, in the league. He's very underrated like on the on the national level. Um, Marcus Gasol is, is one of the best centers you know in the league right now, but beyond that, where is the talent? They love their undersized guards too, huh? And they got Mario Chalmers, Tom. That guy's still kicking around. Real, yeah. They, yeah, they he signed him. Re- from, they just signed him from the he minimum. He fell off like unbelievable amounts, Tom, oh, from he's, the he's, Dwayne Wade. In, uh, he's like a Patriots receiver. He's like a guy who used to play with Brady that looked good as a receiver. You know, <laughs> yeah. he got wide open threes that he could nail, you know, a decent percentage of the time. You know, he's at like 35, 40%. And he, he hit some big shots and some big moments. Got to give him credit there. But, you know, he's only 31. That's insane. I feel like he should be like 40. Yeah, I mean, he, he should be hitting like the pinnacle right now, and yeah, I feel like he like fell off. He just like is hiding. The crazy right now. thing about this is that like even last year, like they had no business being in the playoffs, no business at all, and somehow they still got forty three wins. Yeah, 
Like Lionel Hollins, I don't, I don't understand. Like he, exactly. he must be coaching his ass off over there. They're well coached and they have a pretty decent core. I mean, you, know, you can do a lot worse than Mike Conley and uh, Marcus Hall. Yeah, and they're both defensive stalwarts, which you don't really see in the NBA. So they're kind of. I feel like in this division, though, I, it's it's funny that we went Mavericks and then we went Grizzlies because I feel like that's where it should be, uh, from going bottom up. Yeah. Yeah, I could definitely see that. They're gonna. I think they take a step back though, because of all the stuff that they lost. I agree. Talking about Tony Allen, Randolph, and and Vince Carter, and they didn't get any better. Like they didn't get anyone really to. There was points last year, and and Randolph, they they kind of moved him aside, and they put Jamichael Green in there to kind of be that young type of energizer bunny. He had a. He actually. He actually had a pretty good year. But there was times last year that Vince Carter was the guy going down the stretch, winning games for them. They had a guy who's, what, 40 years old, 38 years old, something like that? Yeah. And how are you going to have a guy like that? They don't have the talent to carry them offensively. Not at all. And Mike Conley is not the guy who's going to score for you. He's the guy that's going to set everybody up. He's been put in that position, and it's not going to be sustained. You know, I I look at uh, McLemore, who they – you know, they got... I loved Macklemore coming out, by the so, way. So did I. I thought he was going to tear it up in Sacramento, but he came from a shitty system. I mean, he's 24 this year. You know, his body's mature. Still young, yeah. He might take a step. I mean, he averaged eight points, a couple of rebounds last year. His PER is what's really concerning. I mean, his sub-10 PER. League average is, usually hovers around 15, so... I mean, if he smartens up a little bit, but you look in his eyes, I mean, I don't know if it's all there. <laughs> he's got He's got to buy in. He's yeah. definitely got to buy in because when he came out of college and he got drafted by the Kings, I was like, great, they got somebody. They definitely got a player. And then just watching him, I mean, obviously, in 2K, I can kill it with Ben McLemore. But, oh, Jesus, <laughs> you sound like Dale. But, I mean, <laughs> but in, in real life, I mean, it's just something that, I don't know, he just doesn't get it. I mean, he's he's almost a 40% three-point shooter, 38% last year. And he's Decent three-point shooter. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, the kid, he definitely has the tools. He's a big body, you know, 6'5", 200 pounds. You know, he's got the NBA body. It's just kind of, like what you about, said. Uh, what do you think about Deonta Davis going forward this year? Yeah, He needs to take a step. He does need to take a step. He's one of those guys. He's a long guy. He didn't guy. get a ton of minutes. He, and he, he looked, he's pretty big, man, 240, 6'10". Yep. That's not reminds, too bad. Reminds me of Keon Clark. He's yeah. he's raw. That's his issue. He's very raw. He, he came out of... And it was drafted out of Michigan State because he had a great year with Michigan State and a great tournament with Michigan State. He's beaten up on smaller guys in college. How many yeah, times yeah. have we seen that? I feel like with him, he needs to use his calling cards. He needs to be able to defend and block shots and then hit threes. If if he's able to do that, he's going to get on the court. I mean, he's he's vying with Brandon Wright and Ivan Rabbit. I, I like him. You know, I like that he came back. He's a rebounder, only doesn't for some reason he doesn't realize that he needs to establish position and he doesn't have footwork. <laughs> so I it's just weird as a six nine, six ten guy. Brandon Wright's another one who's just like he came out raw. I mean you yeah. can go two ways when you come out raw. You can go Tyson Chandler, you can go Brandon Wright. Like <laughs> for real. That's how it goes. He's a There's lost so cause. You don't want to be on the bottom side of that spectrum. No, no, no. He's he's going to be that guy who floats around his NBA career because he's tall, he's long, he's athletic. And then once that all goes away, well, not the tall and long part, but once the athleticism falls off, he's going to be cut. He's gone. Yeah, because you've got to be able to move in this. In today's NBA, you've got to be able to move your feet laterally. So, And you have to be able to shoot now, too. Yeah, I feel like Brandon no, Wright's never going to no, earn that. No. Deontay Davis is, is going to be able to right. shoot, though. I don't think Deontay has ever taken a three-point shot in his career. 
he's he's going to be able to to I guarantee you he's going to be able to establish that because he's a pretty good three. Uh, you know, save it, shooter. save it for three and D. <laughs> 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 All right, so let's move on. Um, the last part of our first half of this preview to a much more interesting team, where I think that we might disagree a little bit more. The New Orleans Pelicans. So obviously, there's no huge additions this year. I mean, they traded for Marcus Cousins last year. I disagree. Year. Why? Let's hear your take, Jay. Yeah, you know what? You tell me why you disagree. Yeah, Rajon Rondo. Oh God. Nah. What do you I mean? mean? He's a gamer, dude. He's a gamer, and he's a dude too. That tell me how many times they're on national TV, and then I'll take that seriously. No, no, no. He's he's gonna be their point guard. All right, they're probably gonna they move just Drew, Drew Holiday, Holiday, but they're gonna move Drew Holiday to the, to the two. They're gonna have Drew playing off the ball, which actually works better for him because then he'll be able to grab it and then create off the wing. Rondo is going to be able to set up everyone else. It's going to help. It's going to help Anthony Davis. I promise you. I definitely think they're going to be the, one of the more interesting teams to watch because Rondo too, and not a lot of teams are really believe in Rondo. Man, and he still has a ton of talent. He just he had six teams vying for him. He wanted to go to New Orleans, but I mean, he's not. He's at the point difference. in his career where he either needs is going to get it together or he's not. So I mean. This is going to be a very big year for Rondo. He's going to have Alvin Gentry's soft ass hiding under his freaking desk because he's such an asshole. Have you ever heard Alvin Gentry talk? <laughs> have you ever heard him talk? I don't think I have. Soft to the he's like, okay, guys, let's go. All right, guys. Oh my God. I'm going to have to get this uh, transition <laughs> play. Like, oh, my God. Guys, I, I love when you scored that. I love when you scored that basket, guys. <laughs> Oh, man. He's oh still he's still hanging on the coattails. He had a great year at some point with uh, the Phoenix Suns, and yeah. I feel like he's still just oh, yeah, he's still riding around. that. He's like, Come here, let me slap your. They butt. do they do have, <laughs> they do list right now Drew Holiday at the shooting guard. I mean, obviously, but they're going to be Who's interesting. They? Who's they? The depth chart for New Orleans Pelicans come for this year. What's your source? You fuck. You're going on ESPN. ESPN. Oh, ESPN. Yeah, ESPN always tells the truth. Too. No, um, I'm on them too. It's kind of user friendly, but fuck ESPN. Uh, the, the interesting is is DeMarcus Cousins has actually lost a ton of weight, so he's more agile now, and he's always been he's always been a big guy with quick feet. So it's going to be interesting because he seems he's motivated. So it's yeah, him and AD now. That could be that's so scary. If you get Cousins buying in, AD is going to do what AD does. Right. He worries me a little bit. I don't see the competitive fire in him that I'd like to see. Like the first year that they went to the playoffs, and I kind of Golden that. State. But when they play Golden State, like he had this look in his eyes, and he freaking dominated some games. He did. I want more of that. And last year, I feel like every time – if they were on national TV, I was catching them. And I feel like I never, ever saw that out of him last year. Granted, he only played four games because he got swept by the Golden State Warriors. But if you look at his playoff stats, oh. it's all world. It was like 35, 12. Jesus. See, now I got to like find this. I don't even know. I'm not even going to waste it, too much time. If you look at it, everyone in, in the league is now going small. They're now going yeah. to, like, even putting Golden threes State at is, four. They're leading the pack Exactly. Imagine if you had two just beasts in the middle. And you're like, okay, well, you can put Draymond Green, who's six seven six six against Anthony Davis, who dominated him already. But guess what? You have to account for him. You have to count for Boogie Cousins. And mm-hmm. both of them are very good at just working the high post and playing off the pick and roll. And both of those bigs can move, though, too. So it should be interesting. Like, well, Cousins is an underrated passer, too. That was a big knock on him his Cousins first couple of Cousins is underrated, I think, in general. Interrupt me one more time. I'm going to kick your ass. <laughs> I'm agreeing with you. I thought that was a good <laughs> thing. Fuck off. I'm not agreeing with you ever again. <laughs> but he, he is an underrated passer, though. I mean, 
that was a big knock on him. Like, can he play back to the basket? Can he find the open guy in the wing from across the court? You know, last year he averaged almost five assists a game. That's huge for a guy his size. And Anthony Davis, I mean, he's just he's all world. Everybody knows that. If he can stay healthy, this guy is going to be dominant. What's amazing to me that more they, so they coming out of college, they listed Anthony Davis as two hundred twenty pounds. He's now up to two fifty three. 6'10", 253. That dude has worked on his game both offensively, defensively, and his body. This guy is amazing. Shaves the middle part of his eyebrow, though. He's down to like 243. Mm-hmm. Possibly. So, Possibly. you know. ESPN has them in the power rankings at ninth right now. Their power ninth rankings is literally rankings. Mark Stein. He calls himself the committee of one. Nobody gives a fuck about him. Ninth. No, I don't agree with it, but they have him at ninth. I That's, mean, they have some crazy crap on that. Yeah, this potential. Drew Howe, it's another they team, They also though. have the Jazz at eight. It's a, they have some crazy rankings? shit going okay. on there. That they just lost all credit. Am I in the right year? Because this is some crazy <laughs> shit. It's Mark Stein. The thing that it's worries him. me, right, the opportunities that they have right now with the Pelicans, what they need to work on is wing play. Um, they have the ghost of Jordan Crawford. Listen, former, Brad Stevens almost made him a viable player. A few former years ago. Celtic player. Uh, I don't know. Etwan Moore, also it. former Celtic player. Um, Frank Jackson. I don't. I don't think he should have been drafted. Honestly, I, I wasn't high on him. Anyways, out of Duke, he's a six man. He'll never really be what he needs to be. And then Solomon Hill. He's a good player, role player though. That's all he is, role player. So yeah. where are they going to get the consistency on the wing how much do you think they hated the fact that eric gordon had the season he did last year after being injured after they signed him to a huge contract that he, this guy was like up there with like steph curry and clay thompson and three-pointers hit last year and it's, he was just fucked them up it's funny because eric gordon um he went he was drafted i believe by the clippers he went to new orleans he was supposed to be the next great two guard after brendan roy got you know had had to retire. It was supposed to be him and James Harden. He was he was so good, and he just didn't. It didn't. It didn't work for them. His knee went right. Man. His knee just went. So he went to Houston, and now he has a role where he's coming off the bench and he's playing well. It's just funny to me. It's just they need they need a guy like that. They need a scorer. Yeah, they need a good niche player. Good, you know, a guy who's going to come off the bench. I I was hoping they'd go for JJ Redick, but their salary is pretty high. So I mean. Obviously, that's He'd a tough per- buy. J.J. Reddick would be perfect on that squad. That's the kind of player they There's need, a few though. teams that J.J. Reddick would be perfect They need either a, re- like a really solid guard or a really solid wing. They're one, they're one player like that away from... Yeah. I mean, do you think they can contend? Even if they did get one of those, do you think they can contend with Golden State or the Rockets? No, they no. can't contend, but it's, it's one of those things where you, you start building and, and you get into that point, then Anthony Davis and, and DeMarcus Cousins are looking at it like, all right, well, this is a spot where we want to play. You know, Boston, the Boston Celtics, and not to bring it back to them, but the Boston Celtics itself, they weren't a team that was like, all right, well, we're going to win championships here. Right. But teams wanted to come to us for one, A, uh, Brad Stevens, and then for two, the way we played. So as long as you're building that way, yeah, it's going to exactly. be, it's, it's it's be a, a cult, great step. It's a cultural Snowball, thing now. There's, yeah. no such thing, there's no such thing as small market and large market teams. No. You have the same market ability, and that's what the internet has done for the NBA. It's not like in the 90s where if you were in L.A., like when Shaq left Orlando, he went because it's a big market. He was going to make more money on endorsements. Mm-hmm. Same thing. And people, Kazam. Yeah, that's what. And Kazam. <laughs> Best movie ever. He was magical. Of all time. He was magically delicious in that movie. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't as good. What was the other one? Steel? 
Steel, that was Jesus. That was awful. <laughs> that was even worse. That was Jesus. That was the next coming. <laughs> was that the end of his career Jesus. after that? What, acting? Yeah. He acts like an idiot every week on Inside the NBA. I mean, he should he probably act. probably makes mad money, too, for the Inside the NBA. I, everyone loves Shaq, though. I love Shaq on Inside the NBA. He makes He's money awful. off of Shaq and a fool, which yeah. is ridiculous awful. to me. See, <laughs> my, my favorite segment's the Area 51 or whatever it is with oh, yeah. KG. I, I just, I oh, just can't, so I can't believe they don't just swear, even though they got the swear button right there. <laughs> well, that's what screwed up. They, they're so raw. Like, they need had, to be able to swear. It would I'm be sorry. so much better. You no. KG on this podcast. Yeah, right? right? When, when KG had sheet on... I was just oh like, I was in Where's my glory. Coming? They're Where's just fucking idiots. <laughs> I loved everything. Or when they, uh, when they had all the former Celtics on, and Glenn Davis was high as shit with his sunglasses. My Doc God. Rivers came on and just fucking chewed out Glenn Davis. Oh, my God. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I love that team. There we go. Ubuntu. <laughs> all right. We have now reached halftime of this program, which we're pretty damn close to halftime, too. Like 32 minutes in. Nice. All right, guys, so let's play a little bit of yes and no. I picked a player relevant to this division. Ask me some yes and no questions. Let's see if we can All figure right. out who Wait, I'm going to take this one first because I know Craig rolls. Is this a current player? No. Oh, shocker. Go ahead, Jang. <laughs> Is he a Hall of Famer? No. Is he a guard? Yes. Was he primarily a starter? Yes. Was he on the Rockets? No. Mm, I was going to go there, too. Um, let's see. So it can't be New Orleans. Let's go with, did he primarily play on Dallas? No. Hmm. San Antonio? No. We're just at Wire. We only got two teams left. I know. Houston? No. I already said Houston, right? <laughs> no, you didn't. <laughs> yeah, you did. That was the first one you said. Yes. Was he? Was he black? Yes. Uh, you said guard. We already said guard. Was he a point guard? Yes. Yeah. And he was black. Yes. <laughs> I don't know, Jay. Go ahead. Um. Did he also play on the Clippers? Yes. All right, you just go. You, you're is on he Baron Davis. Yes, he is. Yeah, I knew you were on to him. Yeah. <laughs> man, he's too. Oh, you're these, struggling. I know. Man. I'm struggling, dude. Sorry, maybe maybe when you hit the uh, northeast. I see the hot guy, the yeah, hot hand, yeah. though. Yeah, I, like I last time. Last time that one question you asked, that was a good one. The hot hand. I just. I'm like, yeah, yeah. yeah you <laughs> asked. You, <laughs> asked, you <laughs> asked whether or not I he's black him or up. white. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Davis, born in Los Angeles. Did he? He did play for New Orleans, but when they were the Hornets. Mm-hmm. I still can't tell the difference between Kanye West and Baron Davis. <laughs> I think they're the same people, honestly, the same person. They yeah, have, I don't they know, have a similar ego. They're, no, yeah. similar everything. The <laughs> Every summer thing. there's that, there's that Especially little Especially after Kanye smashed into that tree, looks exactly like Baron Davis. <laughs> Kanye's been gaining a lot of weight, so he looks a lot more like Baron Be Davis. Now. Now. He wants his cheeks to look like his uh, wife's no, but- ass. <laughs> <laughs> Well, What's cheeks. the next part of this, this podcast? <laughs> so anyway, so Barry so Davis went to UCLA, was drafted by the Charlotte Hornets. He he was electric when he played, man. Oh, man. I really, love, I love one of my B. Diddy, man. It's I'm too like, bad JJ's not here because you, do you remember the playoffs when he, after he beat the I bet Dallas you JJ Mavericks? Never absolutely. After he beat the Dallas Mavericks, who was the number one seed, and they were the yeah, eight seed the eight Warriors, seed. he came in and 
banged oh on Andre God. Karolenko. Like unbelievable. One of the best like facial junk dunks. Right down the, the baseline, oh too. Oh, goodness. Oh, man. That was. Shout out to JJ. Yeah. Enjoy talking, Ron. <laughs> Stop it. He wasn't comfortable. <laughs> oh, I'm going to make him real uncomfortable now. <laughs> yeah. Public enemy number one. Yep. All right. We're gunning for you. So, anyways, he also played for the Clippers. That kind of sucked. He had a stint with the Cavs and the Knicks. And oh my God! Ever did. since 2012, he's been pretending to come back to the NBA. <laughs> pretending every summer, man. Jordan every summer, there's three. a little, there's a little headlines like Baron Davis wants to play in the NBA. Like, yeah. Look at Baron Davis though. He raised 8.9k for Houston, man. Still going at it. 8.9k. Yeah, k. Like thousand. Not, yeah, he's not JJ Watt. He's <laughs> thousand. Eight, no. eight, nine thousand. Good, good job, Baron Davis. This eight point nine k more than I raised for Houston. Fucking. <laughs> Speaking about Houston. Speaking of Houston, what a segue! Yeah, right? what a did segue. that unintentionally. That's how good I am. Yeah, so prayers out to Houston. Actually, the whole Houston situation has been nice to see, though. I feel like yeah, the biggest thing I see aside from like the tragedy is awful and the media like completely taking advantage of people is like it. hard. Oh my god, it pisses yeah. me off. There's what a lady on. Say, there's the a lady on. taking advantage of what? Just everybody's hardships. I mean, it's what they do, but some people have they been have interviewed no and brought it out. This, this country's, you know, obviously the media takes it into, all right, well, there's racial divides, everything like that. Houston, you know, whenever something hits and there's a tragedy, we all va- rally around. So, yeah. And it's it really, it's unbelievable to see how many people are pointing out that these people are helping no matter what your skin color is, no matter right. anything. You know, you're seeing African-Americans helping Caucasians. You're seeing Caucasians helping Asians. You're seeing Asians helping everybody in between. Like, it's, you know, it, it has been nice. To, to bring it back to once. basketball, too, Gerald Green is sitting, you know, driving around trying to help everybody out, too. No kidding. Yeah, he's, he's, he's Houston, uh, he's Houston born and bred, so. Nice. Yeah, that's what you like to see, man. Yeah, and you're not for nothing. It shouldn't be, if everyone's freaking struck by the same disaster, like, it shouldn't be about anything other than that like you guys are all going through the struggle together like it doesn't matter you know what i'm saying yeah yeah all right so let's move on to the houston rockets we have we've talked about them here and there um you know obviously the big trade was them taking like half their team sending them over to la they got chris paul big talk of the offseason is can two ball dominant guards coexist Chris Paul and James Harden, did you guys happen to catch the highlights of them playing the pickup game? Yes. Oh, that, the alley-oop that James Harden threw to Chris Paul, I didn't even know he could dunk anymore. He got up. Yeah, he hasn't dunked, I think, in like seven years. That's unbelievable. Dude, he got up, too. He's only done one alley-oop dunk to where he's actually caught. So That was... Well, he's always alley-ooping to freaking somebody. Exactly. That's why. There's no it's need amazing. for it. And how many other people really handle the ball in L.A., too? Like, So... With the with the Rockets, I'm gonna I'm gonna defer to you, Kyle, because you are high on the Rockets right now. I'm so high, man. I think they're coming after. In my opinion, I know it was the first year. Guess what? When the Celtics big three got put together, remember they were like, oh, you know, it's gonna take a couple of years, and we won, and they ended up winning the championship that year. I, I think a couple of years. They said their window was a couple of years. Nobody said they. No, they take. said that it was no, gonna take it was gonna more take than one years. year for that for them they to. They said gel. it wasn't gonna work right away. Yeah, which is nonsense. And they when you put talent together. I think that seriously, Houston's gonna challenge Golden State this year so for the who, crown. Who's their big three though? You're on crack. I mean. You're on crack. I really don't think that. I know that a lot of people are high on. Um, I'm struggling right now. What's uh, who's the role player basically on Trevor Ariza? 
Ryan no, no, Anderson. On, on Golden State, I'm talking oh. about. You got Steph Curry, KD, and then... Draymond Green. Well, I really don't consider Draymond Green, dude, like a big three type of dude, though. But do you they consider Clay Thompson? <laughs> right? That team is... Oh, I mean, Clay Thompson, crack. I really don't consider him like... It's really like a big two and then like a, a third player that's decently good. I mean, between Chris Paul and James Harden, I, I just think they're going to turn heads with the rest of their squad. It's not like that's all they got. They have right. a squad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, no, they're absolutely going to turn heads. They are not competing for a title. There's I, di- no I disagree. Line. There are so many holes in this team. There's, there's no defense anywhere. Like Trevor Ariza is 32 now. He is not what he used to be. Come on, man. They don't have like he's 42. 30? 32. He started young. They don't have a big guy. Their center is Nene. 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 Clint Capella is a player. Nene Hilario is a solid center, dude. They have a a solid squad around them. Hmm? Clint Capella is a player. I'm I'm a fan of Clint Capella. I love his defensive intensity. Uh, I love the way he's able to rebound. And he's, you want to talk about Lob City? He'll be able to catch those. Absolutely, he's gonna he's gonna go and have makes leaps and bounds this year. I and guarantee. you already and you already mentioned Gordon, who comes off the bench, mm-hmm. right? He's a bench player. They have Nene, they have Trevor Trevor Ariza. Like they have a squad. Like you just I, repeated the past two minutes of the conversation. I no, I what said about, Eric, about Ryan do you know, Anderson. Do you know what's funny to me though? Do you know what's funny along to with me? Ryan? What? And I'm sorry, Ryan Anderson. Yes, Ryan yeah. Anderson is a great three-point shooter. They're going to trade him for Carmelo well. anyway. It does actually work that would well be, for them. But go ahead. What I actually want to say, because when we first went over this with the Houston Rockets, we were talking about what they lost on, def- on defense with Patrick Beverly and some other ones as well. Um, but Chris Paul, very great defender, very great defender. And then on top of that, they added P.J. Tucker. I, I completely forgot about that. Uh, yeah, I'm looking at the – I just seen him too. Trevor Reza, P.J. Tucker, you talk about two guys that can defend. They got some dog to them. Like, I completely yeah. forgot about that. I, I don't know. They're both, they're both older small forwards. And uh, I mean, you typically see small forwards, especially as defenders, they don't age well. They, yeah, but the thing is all they need to do is defend on this team. They're not made to score. All right. you need to do is defend and hit that occasional Listen, three. I'm, I'm a huge fan of Trevor Ariza. He's he was your first. It didn't sound like it two seconds ago. You just said he was a million years old. <laughs> he's 32. I said he's not the defender he used to be. Cunt. He could still ball. He could still. <laughs> he ball. can still ball. He can shoot well. He can still play defense. He's still a viable defender, but he's not the defender he used to be, and that's what worries me about this team. I don't think there's any defense. Capella, I think, is still a couple years away from. Knowing that team defense role, from knowing his transitions, from knowing you know his rotations, I just I just don't see this team do, stopping anybody. And they I go against a powerhouse. State, they have Golden State has more is more potent offensively for sure. What the fuck did I just tell you about interrupting me? <laughs> you were your point was pretty much done. Luka Mbamute too, he's a great defender too. Whoa, and he's, and say, he's, say that again. I want to see if you yeah. do it. Luka Mbamute. Wow, that's impressive. He uh, he's a versatile defender. Actually, maybe they're one. Maybe the Rockets are one piece away, man. But I think that they're number. I honestly, I put them number two. Well, you think Carmelo's coming, right? If Carmelo comes, then I think that <laughs> because they're just stripping their team of Carmelo. I think comes, it's even. Works. I think it's even though. But they're getting another really, minus defender if Carmelo goes. No. Yeah, but it's really about offense, man. Honestly, when you go up against G State, if you can't score, you're done. I think we're looking at a five seed. A five seed. Wow. I'm gonna say four or five. I'm gonna say at least three. I'm gonna say two, three. That's where I'd slot them. 
See, I have I have Golden State, I have San Antonio, which we'll talk about in a moment. And I think that yeah, Oklahoma City is going to be our three. So last year, Houston got 55 wins. They were 55 and 27. Okay? So I, I think know. at the least, at the least, I mean, besides losing out on Pat Beverly and a bunch of slew of role players, at the least they get 55, right? No, nah, they're gonna. They should get more than that. I think. Conference? No, the conference around them has improved. Nobody. True. You got to take that into consideration. OKC is not the team it was. New Orleans is gonna improve dramatically. I think. I mean. But look at look at how many Dantoni's system as a, as for a point guard. Look at D'Antoni's system, and I'm not a D'Antoni fan by any means. Okay, boy. Him. <laughs> but but the thing is, like in D'Antoni's system, a point guard itself, even the worst point guards, do well. Right. Chris Paul is one of the greatest point guards of all time. Yeah, and he almost got out of the second round once, too. You think about what he's going to do this year. And he, and he looks he looks revamped. I was Listen, in the beginning of this, I thought two ball-dominant guards is not going to work. Looking back at that roster right now and how they are playing together and the, how they're uh, coinciding, I, I, I got to give him at least 55. How many wins did you say have last year? G-State had uh, 67. 67. See, in my opinion, I put – I'm going to give the Rockets, like, close to 60. I'm going to give them, like, 59, I'm going to say. 59? Jesus. They're, well, they're, in, they're getting close to the 60 club, I think. Maybe, like, 58, 59. That's why I put them at, which puts them definitely know. second. Like, part of, part of me can see where you guys are coming from. They're going to be a regular season team. But – they're fucked in the playoffs. He's going to change the whole dynamic of the team, though, I think. You think about it, right? The Western Conference got, got a lot better, right? We can all agree on that. But who, who Western Conference-wise, in terms of teams, who do you have above them besides Golden State? All right. So besides Golden State, I have San Antonio above them. I have Oklahoma City above them. Oklahoma City is like crazy to put them above them. And uh, I think Minnesota. That's like I think Minnesota control, could possibly be above them too. I think they could possibly. That's potential. You're talking about freaking unknown. That's, that's my four oh, or five. The whole seat. entire team is unknown right that's now. That's my four. I told you four or five. I just told you. Oklahoma, my, my Oklahoma three, City's not getting there. I think Oklahoma City's like that's like Paul the George. No matter what, Public Enemy number one JJ says is the most underrated player. No, no. I like Paul George a lot, and it's the rest of OKC. The rest of their squad is. is Scott Brooks, not Scott Brooks, um, Billy Donovan is going to run Russ and Paul George into the ground. And that's why they're going to be a great team. They had, to, they had to struggle just to get 47 wins. Like, Russell Westbrook had to do something that was unheard of. Yeah. You know what I mean? Averaging that triple-double, there's, there's no way. It's not going to happen. No, he's not going to average year. a triple-double. but It's not going to happen. That's going to be a 52-53 win team. They're going to be and better. I think Houston's they're going to be, be better, but I, I, I give him I give him 50. 56 wins. Who else is going to put the ball in the hoop besides those two players? Like, at all. Who else do you really need to? They're going to need more than that, man. Those two guys alone are going to average over 50 points a game. Don't get me wrong. Russell Westbrook, he's a beast. That dude's a monster. But, I mean, who knows how how, – Paul George has been injured the last, what, three years? That's saying – he was healthy last year. How many games did he play last year? The year before, year? he came back from a broken leg and was still yeah. almost an all What do you? NBA how many player? games did he play last year, Paul George? I'll look it up right now. But uh, he was he was healthy most of last year. He actually did a great job of yeah. rehabbing and yeah, getting back. So we we can save this one for the Northwest Division <laughs> in two weeks because I think next week we're going Central with it. 
But Central. Anyways. So so you have how Those much? Those are two ball dominant I think I think fifty two wins. Fifty two wins? Yes. Okay. So last year Paul George uh played seventy five games. Yeah, I was wrong on that. He 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 was healthy. So he's he's relatively healthy. He yeah, he's good to go. Yes, yes, he is. But so, I think, and you talk about two ball dominant guys, him and Russell Westbrook. 55, 52. Okay. Yeah. What'd you say? Was it mine? You said, you 59. said 59. For wins. For, for the Rockets. For the Rockets, yeah, yes. Yeah. yeah, bro. All right, let's move on to my second favorite team in the NBA, admittedly, the San Antonio Spurs. So, this no biases, none. No biases. Why? I, I can't have a second favorite team. I'm just messing with you, man. Those fo- we talk about the Celtics constantly. And plus, those football people invite people on based on who they like, like the Detroit Lions. <laughs> those football people. <laughs> no, I love it. <laughs> Detroit Lions. <laughs> kind of dumbass organization makes Matthew Stafford the highest paid player in NFL history. But exactly, the dumbest organization. Oh. <laughs> you said it perfectly. Oh, I can't wait till we get to the jazz season preview. <laughs> <laughs> You're not invited. All right. Real. So we got the San Antonio Spurs. Uh, big loss this season was Simmons. You know, he ended up signing for way more money than they could have gave him with Orlando. I mean, he was a good player. He's one of those. I don't know. I don't think he was a system guy. I actually think he's going to be a very good NBA player. But without Greg Popovich, I don't think he would have been shit, to be honest with you. Um, they bring back big part of their core. You know, Tony Huge Parker's part. back. Even Manu signed again, which yeah, is... Yeah, he just signed. Yeah, I love Manu Ginobili, man. What's not to like about Manu? Nothing. 40, Nothing. He's 40 years old. He plays and hard, dude, every time still. He plays hard. And if he's having a bad game, he doesn't complain about, like, going to sit down. He doesn't. He And then if he's playing well, holy shit, it's like lightning in a bottle. It's he unbelievable. Made, he made the yours step, the greatest, the greatest layup in... NBA history. Yeah. For real. He, he was literally a game changer. He's the most underrated European player. Absolutely. Like, it's Best European guard by far. They've got, uh, oh, yeah, hell yeah. By far in history. Except for uh, dead-ass Petrovic. Um, I mean that in a nice way, of course. So, we have LaMarcus Aldridge coming back off of an off-season. Kyle loves LaMarcus yeah. Aldridge. Oh, I love myself. Big LA fan. LaMarcus. Talk about players. They, they're incredibly deep, dude. I think... They, Lamarcus Aldridge, like I think they're he takes them back a step. I think, man, like there's no way that he can go into the season feeling good about having Lamarcus Aldridge you as your starting power forward. Yeah, I'm crack. I've been Dude, they that tried to train him after he fucking was a train wreck after the injuries they had in the playoffs. Like he's, he was a train wreck. He's still gonna be good. I I think he was I, overstated I, with Lamarcus Aldridge. I I think he wasn't good, but I think he was overstated. I think in the playoffs. Paul Gasol wasn't that good either. No, and he I just he just they, went on the radar yeah. with that. I mean, they they really they're really gonna old. have to they're really gonna have to limit Powell's minutes this year. I think that's a huge part of like what they're doing. Yeah, that's that's like, you can't I mean, you can't have a guy who's got that many miles under him. And Pop Pop will rest anybody. He doesn't give a fuck. They played him way too much last year. I think. But I think the front court is their biggest bugaboo right now. Yeah, the front the front court. It's tough because they, they the court. rest the rest of the team is definitely set up for success, and that's another team I worry about. You know, defensively in the front court, you know, they always had guys that they paired with like Tim Duncan, like Tiago Splitter, like you know, hard nosed, like big guys that can rebound, that can kind of do the work, dirty work, and I think that's what they're missing this year, and that's you know that's a concern with me. But then again, 
Greg Popovich is the NBA's version of Bill Belichick. I have no doubt in my mind. This team won 61 games last year. Yep. 60 wins. No, they overachieve every that. year, I think. Exactly. That's why they're, they're Patriots NBA version. So, I mean, they didn't really add anybody. They added Rudy Gay, which yes. I think was a pretty good pickup. No, Rudy Gay, yeah. That I, think, was a good I think that's a great pickup for a bench guy. He's He learned to be efficient, which I love about Rudy Gay because he got blasted forever when he was in Toronto, when he went to Sacramento. He's not efficient. He takes bad shots. He's learned to pick and choose his shots, pick and choose his spots. He's matured as a player. I think he's going to be amazing off the bench for them. He can be, he can be a starter for them, too. Yeah. You can put him at the two. I mean, you could put him right next to Kawhi. That's a lot of length right there. Yeah. You know, that could make up for some of the troubles you have with the big guys. Yeah. That was a huge addition, dude. Rudy Gay is perfect. He's a perfect Spurs guy, too, man. Like, he's going to fit in so well, I think, over there. He's Yeah. Once he buys into Pop put System, up 19 anybody game does last that. Year, like, yeah. And that? anybody that buys into Pop System, if you, as long as you buy in, you're going to be great. He's going to be fine. Over he's, there, you're going to put. He's going to put you in the in, in Bill Belichick reference, right? He's going to put you in situations where you are going to succeed. So that's what Rudy Gay is going to be able to do. And they can slide him into the two. The thing is, they slide him into the two. Danny Green is a great, great defender, and he's he's a great three point shooter. You can put Danny Danny Green at the two. You can put him off the bench. It doesn't really matter. They don't lose a step either way. Well, you can nope. slide him to the three, too. I mean, you could do all kinds of stuff with Danny Green, I yeah, think. Yeah, I mean, they, they could absolutely run a small ball lineup. Oh, where yeah. You have, um, where you have Kawhi playing the floor. The or four, Rudy. You know? Rudy did Rudy, it. Yeah, in, Rudy did in, it. In, in Olympic ball. Yeah. Sacto, too. He played yeah. the four. And they had DeMarcus running the five. I mean, right. the, the team has the possibilities, and that's what I love about the fact that they have such an amazing coach. I mean, they're able to adjust and they've done it on the fly and they've done it for the past 18 years right and even with their front court woes uh davis bertrand is a pretty good three-point shooter he's a little he's like the red rocket matt barner a little bit um and then joffrey i don't want to butcher this last name laverne laverne <laughs> um he's a he's a three-point shooter too it's it just the thing is the issue is, is, is just like you said, they don't, have, they don't have anybody that's going to be the shot blocker. Yeah. And that's what Tim Duncan was. They he, he, was a Duncan he was a defensive anchor. Towards the end, but, he, that's however, what it was. they have the one guy in the NBA that can alter whole offensive plans. Kawhi Leonard, I, that's, oh my God, man, that's my man crush Monday, I swear to God. He's my favorite NBA one, player. Man. He's Fan my favorite NBA player. Fantasy I, draft, if I was doing a fantasy draft right now. For a NBA player to start a franchise, Kawhi Leonard, my guy. I just, I just love the guy. He's no, nah, he's awesome. He, he came out and they're like, oh, you know, he could be a really good defender, and then it turned into, oh, he could be a really good three and D guy. His shots developed. Now he's taking people off the dribble. He's aggressive. He attacks, and he's a robot just like Tim Duncan. I swear to God, Greg Popovich like does shock treatment to some of these guys. Yeah, <laughs> it's unbelievable. Like he's like, come in my office for a second. He pulls Same, a Dexter, sticks a needle in their fucking neck. Puts the electrodes on his fucking forehead, and it's pretty much like this is what you're gonna do. Like you said too, very like do Belichick. Do you remember when like Ka Do you remember when Kawhi smiled? Guys out. What's that? Do you remember when Kawhi smiled? Oh, I saw that. Somebody somebody tweeted that, and they're like, like what the fuck is this? I thought he was a robot. He's becoming self aware. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, now. <laughs> I was fucking laughing. I saw that. I was like, oh damn. Uh, Kawhi, he, I just can't say enough about that guy as a player. Nah, he's a beast, dude. Like, and he constantly spits players out like that. Popovich, 
he just spits like guys that just buy in. Dude, LeBron hated playing against Kawhi. Those yeah. two finals they met up, oh, he yeah. hated playing against Kawhi. That's where he. That's where he learned right there. That's where he he, mm-hmm. he got his bearings. Coming out of San Diego State, he he. I, I believe it was his rookie year where he played LeBron in the finals, and he was guarding him freaking all the way up the court. He's, he's the kid. Oh my god, man! And he still drives like a two thousand five F one fifty. Humble. Yeah. I think it's debatable that they have top top to bottom probably one of the the, the illest rosters in the NBA, but I think star power like especially with Lamar's like Aldridge like if he's there too, I don't know I don't feel good about that. If Tony Parker has to stay healthy too, because if Tony Parker goes down again, they still I got think Patty Mills. Uh, yeah, but Tony Parker brings a lot more obviously than Patty Mills does. Like if he goes down again, they're they're not the same team. Patty Mills is a, was good signing for them, re, re, re-signing. And then DeJounte Murray, he's he's probably a two-guard. He's probably not a one. Derek White out of Colorado, he's a big guard too, 6'5". Mm-hmm. So he might be somebody that actually – he might he might get the reins for them if, if Tony Parker goes down. All right. So where do you guys see this team ending with wins? Last year they ended with 61 wins. What do you think this year? I'd probably say about that. I'd say 60. 60. I'd say 59, 60. I'd say 60. Uh, unfortunately, I agree with both of you assholes. But, yeah, 61 team. All right. Oh, man. We talked a lot this episode. Yeah. All right, let's move on. Let's, let's do 3 and D. I mean, we absolutely made some bold statements tonight. I don't think that – is there anything crazy that you guys think will happen within this division that nobody sees coming? Um, I just feel like this division is horribly predictable. I mean, I think Houston pretty, getting the two is kind of a bold prediction. No, I don't, I don't believe that. What? It's not, that's not bold, bold or it's not, not going to happen? Look at you I believe that it can science, happen, man. actually. What? I, I believe that it can happen. I think if if anything, I think it's, it's not really much that you can be bold about, really. Yeah, that's predictable. So we're going to skip that section. I lied to you guys at the beginning of the episode. You don't like it? Tune in next time. <laughs> do something. All right. So what we're going to do now is we're going to go where no man has ever gone before. And we're going to give Kyle literally four and a half minutes to talk four about gambling. Four and a half minutes. And wow. we're going to do everything we can not to criticize him for his addiction. That makes one of us. All right. So All right, let's start so off. Whoa, 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 whoa. All right. Sorry. I got excited. So what did we say we were calling this segment again? We're going to go <laughs> Kyle's Casino Locks. No, oh, it's like a working it. title. Diary of a Degenerate Gambler is All what right. we're calling it. Let's, let's introduce this one for it. Who's up again? All right, Kyle. Awesome intro. You know, I thought it was a good one. Lost my watch last night. I got a problem. I thought the lyrics were relevant. All right. So (laughs) we're going to start off with um, two interesting takes. I'm going to need some help with some odds because I don't have all the odds in front of me. But the Celtics to win the NBA championship. I was trying to find... Western Conference and Eastern Conference just to make it to the finals. That's what I was looking for. Because I love the Boston Celtics to make it to the Eastern Conference fi- or to make it to the NBA finals out of the East. 
They have the Celtics slated at 10 to 1 to win the finals. I kind of like that because you never know. Golden State, Houston can take them down. They can get injuries. I actually love that. The over-under for the Celtics is 55 and a half. I love them to get the over on that. Damn. I would love the Washington Wizards to make it to the Eastern Conference Finals. That's got to be at least 10 to 1. I can't find like current odds on right now. So you're saying you, you think, I think that it's just because you think the Wizards season. are going to make it over the Cavs? I do because I think that if IT is done for the season, which I th- we already talked about that earlier, Dan Gilbert's going to try to blow that squad up. He's not going to get burned like last time. So I, I actually like Dan Gilbert to blow that squad up and, and trade Kevin Love, trade everything, J.R. Smiths of the world. Go ahead. It's kind of sticking in uh, LeBron's ass. All right, so exactly. right now Vegas Sportsbooks has the Cavs as five to seven odds to make the finals out of the East. The Celtics at seven to four, and then the Bucks and Wizards each at fourteen to one. Surprisingly, they have the Sixers at sixteen to one to make the finals. Wait, this is to make the finals? Yes, out of the Eastern Conference. See, fifteen to one, you could smack that bet right there. Fifteen to one, I love them to get to the finals. I mean, if if who to make it to the finals? Who's the, that? The, the Wizards. Wizards? The Wizards are my dark horse. I mean, the Sixers is like a super dark horse, but because a lot of things have to happen for them to go in. But 15 to 1, say the Cavs blow it up. I mean, the Wizards are chomping at the bit right now to get into to seeding. And if the Celtics go against the Wizards and you already have the Celt- a, a solid bet in the Celtics, I mean, you're basically like, that's just glory right there because you're guaranteed to win. If, if the Cavs blow it up, the Wizards are definitely that next team. Jay, what do, you, do you think there's any doubt about that? The Wizards. They uh, gotta be the second. They gotta be the second horse besides the Seas. I mean, we talked about them a lot. Uh, I think it's between the Wizards and the Raptors, and it seems like you can kind of just do a toss up between the two and figure it out. I think in the playoffs, it's just it, John Wall's just dangerous. They so. got the Raptors at the same. They have the Raptors at the same exact odds Where as the at? Sixers to win the With finals the right now, eighty to one. Do the wow. fucking the odds. Yeah, the Raptors. Are I don't. The Raptors are far away. The odds out of the West are crazy. Golden State is one to three, which <laughs> fuck that. <laughs> What's the point? It's crazy, dude. It's like guaranteed. The Rockets money. are ten to one. It was like the Maloose betting on freaking um on Mayweather. They bet like eight hundred grand to win like one hundred and fifty. Apparently, too, the odds yeah. makers they love themselves in Timberwolves though because the Timberwolves are only twenty five to one. See, I got them at behind. To one over here. That's to win the championship though. No, to come out of the West. Yeah, this is the win. Oh. Come out of the West. I I kind of like. That'd be a see. I like pet. the Spurs at seven one man. They're what if they make a big trade like mid season? No, I do like the the Spurs at seven to one. That's roughly like the same thing as the Seas. Right, what so, they have the Seas at seven to one. Uh, six to one. Yeah. So you're saying they're right. basically saying that they give them a solid shot, like six, seven to one. That's pretty good. All right. So real quick, I want you to tell me your favorite odds. On winning the championship, coming out of the East, coming out of the West. Mine? Yeah. I mean, look, what, what as I a think gambler. is going to happen. As a, as a gambler. As a gambler, what do you think your best bets are? I think the best bets are Houston Rockets at 10 to 1. Actually, yeah, Houston Rockets or the San Antonio Spurs, which is 11 to 1 to win the finals. You're a shitty listener. All right. I'm just going to go. Rapid fire. Houston. Rapid fire. Right. Championship. Houston. At. 10 to 1. Eastern Conference. I'm going to go with the Wizards. At 14 to 1. 
Yeah. And Western Conference. Was that Houston again? Yeah, Houston, yeah. Houston again, that's at 5-1. to one. All right. Kyle, thank you very much. For Place your, my bets right thank now. Thank you very much for your almost <laughs> rapid fire reaction. I'll work on the rapid fire. All right. So we've got about uh, five, five to seven minutes left right now. Let's run through our I got five on it section. So our, guy, I, ugh, our I got five on it section consists of us picking our top five, our starting five, so to speak, in the NBA based on certain attributes. So this week we're going to do coaches edition. We're going to pick our five favorite coaches. Each of us are going to pick, you know, our three that are definitely on the team. Then we're going to debate the other couple. So without further ado. Remix. And is this current coaches? Yes. I assume, right? Yeah. I mean, one day I might just be lucky enough to start that segment without fucking it up completely. Probably not. (laughs) Yeah, probably not. I mean, we do it at the end of the episode, though, and God knows by the end of the episode, you know, we're so tired from all this hard thinking. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, hard drinking. Well. <laughs> 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 all right. Let's, uh, Jay, I want you to start this one. Kyle doesn't shut the fuck up this all whole right. episode. So we're, we're going to do... I barely I, talked this episode. No, you, you, no, barely, you barely talked ahead, when it was your turn. <laughs> we're going to go... I got five on it. All right. So the top three coaches, obviously, you, you go... I'm going to go chalk here. I'm going to go Greg Popovich, Greg Popovich. Excuse me. Of course. All right. My coach I'm going to pick, just to annoy Craig Real, is I'm going to go with Mike D'Antoni. <laughs> oh, as my first round draft pick. <laughs> Why is that son of a bitch on my fucking team? <laughs> See, I, I thought you were going to go right with like Brad Stevens, but I hate you so much right now. You, which actually coaches the Houston Rockets, which <laughs> just falls which right into my bets. agenda. Yeah, yeah. Your agenda is the worst fucking agenda I've ever heard <laughs> in my life. Actually, I really hate your agenda. <laughs> I can't awesome. wait till the end of the season so I can talk so much shit to you about your agenda. <laughs> or well, when I'm right and I could just sh- throw it in everyone's face. Yeah. 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 I, I think I'm going to go with uh, the second most obvious choice, the Celtics coach, cliche as fuck as it is. I'm going to go with Brad Stevens. So, I mean, we know Popovich is he's the Bill Belichick of the NBA. We know Brad Stevens is the heir apparent to Popovich. Very similar coaches. Mike D'Antoni has a great porn stash. I mean, he, he was kind of revolutionary in like a Chip Kelly kind of way where he's never really won anything, but. Yet. He, you know, his, I'll, I'll give him he a little. coach lit, of the year, I'm didn't gonna, he? Sh- I'll give him a little bit. I'll give him a little bit of credit. He did develop a style that is pretty much the standard in the NBA now. But did he really develop it? No, he bit the style, but he introduced it on a pretty broad spectrum. A mainstream, yeah. Yeah. So, I'm su- I'm surprised I'm lasting this far with with this next coach I'm about to say, Rick Carlisle. Are you, you kidding me with this? I, nah, he's had some tough times in his career uh, though. He's he's still he's still one of those guys that even with a bad team he still somehow managed to win 33 games with a bad team. 33 games, you act with like a that's a bad lot. Team though, like a really bad team, <laughs> a really bad, like historically bad team. This is a guy who got fired after 50 some odd wins, which yeah, is no, ridiculous. He led, and he we led. can add another guy on to the. That too, nah. from the Pacers too, Frank Vogel too. If we wanted to go, and we'll around. see what he does with Orlando this year. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's kind of that's pushing it. Who you got, Kyle? Who's your other guy? Uh, I'm gonna go with Tom Thibodeau. 
Tom, huh? I like you know. I got a gold old predictable Celtics products getting pumped out there. I would have said Tom before his days in Minnesota. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm a little I'm a little worried that his coaching style is dated. He's kind of hard nosed in a league full of self entitled players. He's defensive minded in an offensive league. I'm you know I'd like to see how he adapts this year. He does have a lot of players that fit. No excuses. Yeah, there, there's literally no excuses. I think he's absolutely on the hot seat this year. I if, mean, if they get to the All Star break and they're sub 500, he's hot seat. Oh, with, yeah. the t- with the T Wolves, dude, yes. there's no way that they're sub 500. And I think that he finally has a, a a squad to roll with now. Like maybe he can blend both so. styles. Yeah, we'll see. I hope so. Be interesting. I mean, how do you not go with Steve Kerr? I I can I tell you right to. now, I can not go with Steve Kerr. Are you kidding me? <laughs> he misses like half the season. Somehow they still do better. I don't even know how he's the coach. <laughs> I don't even understand what's going on. Like over he's there. great at being friendly with them. Like <laughs> was this a serious thing? Steph Curry's boy. Was this maybe. a serious take? I don't. Was this the outlandish thing? It was my three and D. <laughs> <laughs> you got Luke Walton doing right. better than him. Right, 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 I got about, all right. Mike Budenholzer. Okay. Greg Popovich prospect. Okay. He led Atlanta to a number one seed with a team that was worthy of no more than a four seed talent wise. I mean, last year was a little bit of a struggle, but they were also trading away half his team during the season. I think that going strictly off of where the NBA is going, he runs a beautiful motion offense. His defenses, you know, he runs a switch defense. If he has, if he had the right staff, I think he'd be, you know, top five coach in the league. Got 43 wins last year on a bad team. Really bad team. Who traded their biggest off-the-ball offensive threat, like, what, a month into the season? Yeah. That's that's a good one. And that's after they lost, one. probably their biggest free agent. I mean, Popovich product, that's really all you have to say. It's just yeah. like Brady. All his, I meant uh, Brady. Belichick's all his coaches get snatched up. Yeah, and they don't do shit. They don't do nah. as well as Popovich. But I, I would, I'm, I'm going to throw – I'm going to throw – Dwayne Casey's name in the mix. You guys have been hating on the Raptors, but I'm going to throw him in the mix. Why are we hating on the Raptors? 50, he's got 51 wins, dude. He's a pretty good coach. Yeah, he is. He's, he's definitely a good coach. I don't think he's a great coach. Yeah, he's, pretty, <laughs> <laughs> he's a pretty good coach. All right, so we threw some names out there. Who's eliminated after, you know, those top three? Those top Dan three got to stay. Oh, he should be. What? what the Dan fuck? Tony. Goes some bullshit. <laughs> when he gets the number one overall record... I want something. The only people who appreciate it's Mike D'Antoni is his boyfriend because when he deep throats him, it tickles his belly button. <laughs> Jesus. Is that why they call him Mike Deep Antoni? Yeah. yeah. Seven <laughs> seconds or less. Yeah. He's got that seven <laughs> seconds for left offense. Yeah. <laughs> and here we are at that point in the podcast. Oh God, yeah. All right, so next week, we're not really sure what day we're coming at you. Possibly Tuesday? Is that what we've decided? They on? don't know. They just listen to Tuesday. <laughs> we eventually will show up. Yeah. We got sneezing. In the Hormones. <laughs> God bless both of Sorry, you. Sorry, Rachel. Jay, your wife is such a good sport. Yeah, she, she is. She until you get home and she beats the fuck out of yeah. you. Yeah, well, I don't have to see that. This is so <laughs> Yeah, it's, it, the bruises are all on the back and the chest. So. She's smart about it, though. Yeah, obviously. She's so smart about it. If anything happens, Won't I fell up down. in court. <laughs> if you hear those footsteps, that is a fetus laying on a bladder right now. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> So uh, next week, I believe we said we were going to tackle the Central Division, correct? Sure. Let's do it. Pretty sure that's what I saw. Fuck it. You say lots of things. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. I do say lots of things. So I'm thinking Central Division, definitely an interesting division. Um, I kind of look forward to it. Top heavy. And by top, I mean one. Uh, 
I don't know about that, man. I like the Bucks. We'll get into it. I, I just like the Bucks. That's all I got. <laughs> it's pretty top heavy. <laughs> all right. Um, other than that, I mean, we'll you know we'll kind of jump into our typical segments a little bit. Maybe Kyle will be prepared this time for maybe a little get more another segment for Kyle. Yeah, I don't know if gambling is his thing. <laughs> what do you, what do you, what do you is think? gambling Fake anyone's it. thing? Fake it so you make it, buddy. <laughs> no. Would you, what's your goal? When do you hear of a successful career gambling? Um, it's like an oxymoron. They, haven't they made like movies about that? Like MIT grads and stuff? Yeah, you got to like... But I digress. You got like, yeah, to be smart for that. that. <laughs> All right, well, thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Please pay attention. We are trying to blog more. Eventually, if Kyle, you know, commits to this full time. I'll be fine. He'll have a video where you can see him. Check and out the Craig's looks on blog his on Tucker Punch Productions. Yeah, I've been, I've been writing a little bit more. I hope you guys tune and in And we do that. have to start filming this eventually. So we Absolutely. Can we might even YouTube. film this. I don't know. No, we're gonna if people that. see the hardcore drugs we do while we're taping. No, they're, that's how we're going to get listeners. Absolutely. And like, we're all naked right now. It's kind of weird. Yeah, yeah it is weird. It My nipples are so off. hard, though. It's cool in here. <laughs> Dale's need, he's got to turn his heat on. And yeah. I wasn't kidding when I said Kyle's on track. Crack. Now let me play <laughs> this on track. I'm on crack track. <laughs> he's, he's on track for crack. <laughs> let me play this. Bye. Oh, it's a commercial. I don't like commercials. <laughs> So, yeah, so the Boston Celtics, they play basketball. No, but I really do want to see that movie, It. Yeah. We're brought to you by uh, Stephen King and It. And as we leave, I just want to tell you, 